What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on this episode of Locked On Bulls, we got to talk about the release of the NBA opening week TV schedule, as well as the Christmas Day slate of games, both of which the Bulls were blanked out of. And then after that, we're going to get into plenty of texts and emails from our inbox because we got ourselves our weekly mailbag show. Big Dave has got his Lowry marketing dipping sauce. That means we're ready to go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome in. We are Locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked on Bulls. You can shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. And of course, that text and voicemail line is always there for you, our fellow Bulls fans, at 331-979-1369. We'll get to some mailbag content on the back end of today's show. But first, Big Dave. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The NBA released its schedule for the opening week of nationally televised games and their Christmas Day slate. Five mm-hmm. games, ten teams, as it has been uh, for years and years now. And the Bulls, nowhere to be found. How are you, my friend, and are you as pissed off as the average <laughs> Bulls fan about these recent lack of respects? I'm doing great, Matt. I don't want to be too much like me on this like i want to be with y'all i want to be mad i want to be upset but i'm really not i'm not mad at all i'm not they've been terrible for the past four seasons they've been bad um so when you revamp your entire lineup and of course you know if you're in around bulls nation you know that this season is going to be awesome we we just Expect it because of what we see. Three all-stars on our team, you know, a, a legitimate point guard, stuff like that. Patrick Williams. We expect it, right? That doesn't mean the NBA is looking at it like, yeah, but let's put you back on national TV. Because you know the NBA wants the Bulls on national TV. They're better when the Bulls are the Bulls are global. They're a bigger brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They understand they want them on national TV. They're just taking a cautious approach. I'm okay with proving it. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with getting in there and proving it i'm cool with that if you're mad about it i feel you 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 see what zach levine has done you see all the moves and everything you've seen patrick williams i get it you're upset but dude we know what we've been looking at (laughs) for the past few years okay i can't fault the nba for saying i don't know we we need to see it first and then we'll do it so I'm, i'm not mad man i'm not mad yeah i think i'm with you man actually like at first i thought i was mad and then I thought about it for a little longer and was like, well, why? You know, yeah. we can we can be feeling slighted that maybe some people around the league are poo-pooing these Bulls offseason moves and thinking, ah, that team's still going to – like like our old pal Nick Friedel, who used to be the Bulls beat writer for ESPN 1000, who did a podcast recently and was like, yeah, or, or he was on the jump or whatever he was doing. And was like, yeah, they'll finish, you know, somewhere 10th or 11th or 12th or whatever. Like, you could be upset by that kind of disrespect. But to be on those big marquee games, the first week of nationally televised games of the season, the Christmas Day slate, you got to earn it. 
You have yeah. to earn it. And just because the Bulls are a big market team that did some flashy and exciting stuff in the offseason doesn't automatically earn you a spot. It just doesn't. Agreed. Like, if there's anyone who should be super pissed off and feeling completely looked over right now, it's Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. How does the reigning MVP of the league and his team not get a Christmas Day game? Because I'm pretty boom. sure somebody on Twitter had the stat that like that's the first time that this has happened in like several decades where the league's <laughs> reigning MVP did not get a or or, or it was uh, it was the first time since the league went to five day five games on yeah. Christmas Day the Which first like, time oh, ever in the yeah. five game lineup that the reigning MVP's team did not have a game on Christmas Day that is yeah. who should feel slighted right now oh not absolutely Matt. Absolutely. He should feel complete disrespect <laughs> about this, man. It's the MVP of the league. Like, you, when you're the MVP, you're the face, whether they want you to be or not. For that year, you're the face of the league because that's how they have to promote it going all the time into every single game. MVP Nikola Jokic. You, that's it. Like, that's how you have to say it. When you're the most valuable player on a, in a popular sport, you're the dude they're going to look at. When Lamar Jackson won MVP in the NFL, guess who became the face of the league for that year? Guess who was on the cover of Madden and stuff like that? Like, those are the things that happens when you win that trophy. I get it. And here's here's the other point I want to make, Matt. And I'm sure some Bulls fans have made this point. Like, well, if the Bulls have been bad, then why are the Knicks on Christmas Day games so much? Because the Knicks are hot trash and hot ass. And we get that. You're absolutely right. Here's the thing. There's a bias. <laughs> we know it. <laughs> we know it. It's a bias. It's a New York bias. It's the same with the Dallas Cowboys. It's a bias. We know what it is. We see it all the time. But they know, here's the thing, as that bias is concerned, they know what Knicks and Bulls means. They get that. So if they still want to wait and see, even though the Knicks was hot trash for years and they were still putting them on Christmas Day, I get it, though. But still, they, I don't mind the wait and see. Go ahead. And also, psst. Hey, guess what? The Knicks were the fourth seed last year. They were I mean, the fourth seed. Yeah, you can't ignore that. Maybe yeah. it was a flash in the pan year, and maybe all of the Tibbs haters out there are waiting for the other shoe to drop and expecting the Knicks to be bad this year. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, our our guy Stacy King on his podcast was was fighting with Nick Friedel about like, dude, there's no way that the Knicks are going to be better than the Bulls this year. I mm. I don't know. I, I would say it's far from a certainty that the Bulls are going to leapfrog the Knicks this season. But I agree Knicks, with you. If the Knicks slide down a few spots from fourth and the Bulls climb a few spots, it's possible. But in the meantime, when you're talking about nationally televised games and marquee slates for holiday weekend games and stuff like that, the Knicks were, were, are a big market team, perhaps the yeah. biggest market team, yeah. and they were the four seed last year. The, the, the Bulls are a big market team that – did not play in the playoffs. Didn't even make the play in. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I mean, like, what what are you fighting about if you're saying, yeah. oh, it's it's so disrespectful? Show us first. Show yeah. us first. And let me tell you this. Some people say, come on, Atlanta? Atlanta's not that big of a market. Well, first of all, okay, Still Atlanta, man. Turner Dang. Sports, based in Atlanta, all right? <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks are a big deal down there. And they have one of the most exciting and either likable or hateable, depending on who you are, Stars in the league and Trey Young. And yeah. the Trey Young and Knicks rivalry that grew last year. Boom. Yes. Look at the ratings for that game because it's going to be yeah. big. That's why they yeah. did that. Until the Bulls prove 
that they are not only a big market team that made some flashy moves, but back it up with W's, they're not going to get those those games. Now, I do think we will see more nationally televised Bulls games over the course of the entirety of next season than we have over the last couple of years. When the full season uh, calendar you know, comes out in a couple of days, I think, you're probably mm-hmm. going to see some more Bulls games than we did last year, and that's a baby step. But if the Bulls are a playoff team this season, if they are interesting in any capacity, even if they get bounced in the first round, but they were a playoff team, a 40, 45 win playoff next season, they'll be in those games because they're the bulls. Yeah. But you got to wait no one more year and you got to prove it first. Yeah. There's no question, Matt. Like if the bulls do what we expect them to do and what we think they're going to do, there's no question they're going to be on, on Christmas day. The NBA doesn't hate the bulls. They don't hate money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they love money. They understand what the Bulls market is. It's L.A., it's New York, it's Miami, it's Chicago. Those That's it. You know, as far as we, if we're talking like big market teams and stuff like that, those are the ones right there. So they need the Bulls to be good. They want the Bulls to be good. They want to put them on Christmas Day games you so everybody can wall. see them. You yeah, they need me on that wall. wall. <laughs> it's a must. It's It's got to happen. So they're just taking, honestly, it's just taking a wait-and-see approach. And Matt made the great point right there. They're going to be on more nationally televised games. TNT Bulls will be back in full effect. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting my, my money down on that. They'll be back on TNT. They're going to get more than the, oh, say, one nationally televised game they've gotten last year and the one that they got in the previous one. It's going to be more than one, okay? So everybody just cool out, chill out. Let them prove it first. Let, let's sneak up on some people. You know what I mean? Let's smack them in the back of their head when they're not looking, you know, and take their lunch money that way. And then we'll see all that dividend get paid off next year, man. So let's just enjoy the season. It's going to be fun. I promise you. I like it. But you know what, Big Dave? Speaking of sneaking up on people, old age mm-hmm. is sneaking up on me. And my body oh. is starting to hurt and ache in all kinds of ways that I didn't oh, no. want it to. Um, thankfully, I have myself a Theragun which is one of the sponsors for today's show. Don't oh, let the stress me. of daily life weigh on your body. Whether mm. you're an elite athlete or someone like me who is not, <laughs> just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using mm. a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as your electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Mm. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests the best guided routines for you and your tension and aches and pains. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, playoff P, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me, not a professional athlete. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go That's to therabody.com slash locked on right now to get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's mm. Therabody, T H E A. T-H-E-R-A-B-O-D-Y dot com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. You know what, Matt? When you're using that Theragun and you're feeling real good and you're feeling real nice, I know one thing that you won't be doing. You won't be sweating. And you know why you won't be sweating? Because you'll be using sweat block. 
let me tell y'all about it. Listen, like I said, I sweat wet, going like a turbo vet. This is how it goes. It goes down that way. I needed a way to stop it. So how did I get there? Found me some sweat block. Sweat block, doctor created, doctor recommended. Works up to seven days per use. I can't say that enough. Works up to seven days per use. They also have a dry shirt guarantee. What's that? Is if they don't keep you dry, you get your paper back. That's the key of it. You get your money back. So if your shirt's still a little dripping, they say, you know what? Here's your money back. But I guarantee you, if they're giving you that guarantee, that means you won't be dripping. You want proof they won't be dripping? Guess who's it used by? Firefighters. Let me think. Are they hot? I'm going to think so. So yes, it's the best seller on Amazon for the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews, and it's manufactured right here in the good old U.S. of A, where what you want? It'd be your little secret. Won't have to tell nobody. And when you go travel, just slide it right into your toiletry bag, man. The people at the airport are going to look in your bag and say, oh, snap, you got some sweat block too? I was using that. I'm like, yes, you got that right. Thank you, security person. Let me on through because you got the sweat block. If someone you love is dealing with this, tell them they got to check out sweat block. And if you go to sweatblock.com, use the promo code locked on, get yourself 20% off there or at Amazon and CVS. You got options. You're tired of sweating. We here for you. Sweat block. Stay dry. We've reached another level. Big Dave is now throwing baby got back references into his hands. <laughs> now he got me, man. Stuff popped in my head, man. <laughs> I, heard, I heard the first couple of words of it. I was like, is he about to go where I think he's going? But, yep. Yeah, I went there. <laughs> I went there. Tired of magazines, man. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Uh, okay. Speaking of the Bulls and them getting snubbed, or if they are actually getting snubbed, uh, past the TV schedule, we also wanted to briefly touch on the thing that had Bulls Twitter up in arms yesterday, mm-hmm. and those were the NBA 2K22 player rating releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they drop them, you know, one player at a time. They start with some of the best players in the league. We got Kevin Durant as a 96, um, and, and on down the line. Zach Levine comes out 87. Mm-hmm. Now, some context. At the end of 2K21's season, Zach Levine was an 88. So he's starting off one point lower than where he finished as a overall rating in 2K21. Okay. That confuses me a little bit. A little bit. Because he is a player just now entering his prime, coming off of statistically the best season of his career, coming off of his first all-star nod. He just won a gold medal. So at least start where you left off. That's kind of how I see it. Now, I, I'm I don't take this nearly as seriously as a lot of you know crazy NBA heads who are also crazy NBA 2K people. Because yeah. like I play a little bit of 2K, but it's not like a religion for me. Uh, and I also don't think that a player's rating in 2K should define how we see that player in terms of how good they are on a real NBA basketball court. Mm-hmm. I know I'm I'm not you know. Maybe in the majority of people who think that, certainly a younger crowd of people are maybe more concerned about these NBA sure, 2K ratings. Sure, sure. What do you think about this, Big Dave? Well, as somebody that has come back to 2K, thanks to the Bulls being good, and I now have a reason to actually play the game because I mean, it just sat on my shelf collecting dust. And I mean, as soon as they made these trades, I've been playing 2K like every day. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I'm in 2K like, wow, oh, this is fun. Oh, having good players is fun. So, yeah, it's it's fun now, and I play it often. Um, it, it, 
I I don't want to say it's it's disrespectful, but it kind of is. It's a tad bit disrespectful, but not so much where I should be in an uproar over it. You know, like you said, Matt, there are much bigger 2K fans than us. Uh, younger guys probably take this a little bit more seriously. But I think that why it's slightly disrespectful is the reason you just said. Last year, you're an 88. Then you go and have the best season of your career. You average the most points. You have a 50-40-80 season, a few, per- a few percentages, percentage points off from your free throw percentage of having a 50-40-90 season. Uh, you run down the names of people who have had 50-40-80 seasons. It's a who's who of, of stars and, and legends of, of who've done it. And it's a very short list. And he's yeah. on that. And then on top of that, you go and you win a gold medal. And you are one of the reasons why, because of your defense, something that you're not even known for, but because of your defense and, of course, your athleticism, you help a team win the gold medal for the United States of America, and you're worse. <laughs> okay, somehow. That's the part that kind of has me like, yeah, that's a little disrespectful. You know, he at least has to be the same or a little bit better. And then I thought to myself, well, maybe it's because he didn't win. Maybe it's because his team, you know, wasn't good. Let me go check Zion Williamson, see where he is. <laughs> like, no, Zion's up there. You know what I'm saying? Zion's up there with, with his rating. So I'm like, okay, well, that excuse is out the window. And then I look and see who their dunk on their who they have for their best dunk, you know, saying as far as that rating is concerned. Zion's number one. Zach's number two. <laughs> he's number two on that list. So mm-hmm. you know he's good at that. You know what he's good for. But right. yet, somehow, he's worse. I, that's it, the math that ain't mathing. And that thing, because uh, I noticed that, too, about Zach being number two behind Zion as far as dunk rating the entire game, makes you wonder if the people coming up with these 2K ratings are the same people who still see Zach Levine as just two-time dunk champion. Because, like, hello, he's so much more than that now. Way more. Which, it, it, look, yes, he plays some solid defense for Team USA. And, yes... I think his defense, at least his one-on-one on-ball defense last season, was noticeably better as far mm. as effort and competency. Still not mm. great, but noticeably better. Mm-hmm. Is that enough, though? Because a lot of people in the replies are like, yeah, overall, 87. His defense is trash. Like, that comment was littered everywhere around this. <laughs> so I'm get- I haven't gone and looked at all of the individual diff, like, stat-by-stat right. ratings for Zach, so- Zach yet. But may- maybe there are certain defensive stats of his that drag down his overall rating a little bit. And I don't sure. think that that's necessarily unfair. Um, but going back to what I was saying earlier, as far as like the perception of a player, where these ratings come from and how it translates to how fans see them on the court for real. Somebody was interestingly in my replies when I had my comment about this rating yesterday, uh, Munoz, uh, Ramey, Munoz, Ramey. Um, okay who said it may just be a game, but a lot of people's perception of these players is solely based on their 2K ratings and how they play when you use them. Him getting a 90 in 2K would have declared him culturally an NBA superstar. And I read that and I was like, no. (laughs) I mean, it was like, like, oh, so if, if an NBA player has a TikTok account with a million followers, does that make them a superstar on the court? Like, what the mm. what the F are we talking about here? <laughs> um, and th- this person 
after a couple of exchanges, use the phrase, what do you think these kids are thinking about? So this person in my mentions is not a kid who just plays 2K and thinks that 2K is all that matters. He's referring to a younger generation. Mm-hmm. I I mean, does that make any sense to you, Dave? Because I responded to him saying, look, if there are any people out there who solely base their opinions of NBA players based on their 2K ability, then that's not an NBA fan. That's a video game fan. And I don't give a mm. crap what their opinions about NBA players are. <laughs> I think, honestly, Matt, he has some validity to what he's saying. Uh, strictly because of the people being in uproar because of his rating. Uh, if it didn't have any weight to it, then nobody would really care that his rating is 87. Honestly, I didn't I didn't see it as 90. I was like, get it to 89. <laughs> like, at least, you know, you're a point better than you were last year. But if he's saying people looking at 90 and see you as a cultural superstar, as somebody that plays 2K like that, I've never looked at anybody like that. If right. you got a 95 or a 94, then I'm looking at you as that superstar dude. If you got a 90, I'm like, yeah, you're good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're awesome. You're solid. You're really good, you know? Like, that. that's how I looked at it. Uh, yeah, I never looked at it like if you hit the 90s, then you're a legitimate superstar. 94s and higher is how I've always, you know, kind of looked at it. And here's the other thing about it, Matt. Even with that rating... During the season, those ratings go up and they go down on 2K. So based on his play and how well we expect him to play, I think it's going to go up, you know, higher. But it's just the fact that you started on a place where he lost a point for some reason. And that's where I got confused and lost that. But to answer your question, it's a yeah, he has some validity to what he's saying in, in that in that aspect. I just don't think it starts at 90. Yeah. That, to me, I, yeah, I'm with you. Like a player that has a 90 rating, whether it's 2K or Madden or whatever, that that's not how that's not how you should dictate who a superstar is. I, yeah. I mean, no, just just no. <laughs> but you know, I, I I probably sound like you know old man shaking fist at cloud Burr. right now. You, <laughs> you, you damn kids and your video games and your music and your, your hoo has and, you, and, you, and you, shake all the boy and your TikToks. <laughs> TikTok. Back in my day, we we ate our TikToks. <laughs> Use that after a meal to freshen That's your breath. Right. Freshen your breath. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa. Boy, I know. Boy, your nieces can't wait for you to get to tell them these stories. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for them to sit around and let Unky Matt tell you these stories and yell at stuff. It's gonna be the best. Oh, oh my god. I I already do. I just it's just <laughs> me yelling at them about. About the Bears' offensive line, <laughs> are they are they turning into sports fans? Are they really turning into it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, okay. I, I mean, right. that. Uh, what do you think Uncle Matt's job is? <laughs> my my older niece. Every time I ask her, because I have trained her brain, Eleanor, who's your favorite football team? Chicago Bears. <laughs> Yes, the job is done. Yes, excellent, Matt. I'm she that sleeps, way with music. She sleeps on a pillow that is a bear wearing a bear's jersey. In Gee, I wonder where she where, where did she get that from? I, I, have, no idea, I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> it just popped in a room out of nowhere. I don't know how that happened. Oh my god, Matt is Matt uh, is a national treasure. 
<laughs> you know, just just doing the uncle thing, man. Um, all right, we're gonna get to some uh, e- emails and texts in just a second. First, a quick break to tell y'all that today's episode is also brought to you by our great friends at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar yet, and you're listening to this podcast, I don't I don't know what you're doing. Do you have the internet? Because you should go to built.com and order yourself some Built Bars. If you don't know what your favorite flavor is, you can try them all and figure it out. They've got a variety of great flavors like coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. The list goes on and on. So you should get a mixed box from Built.com. You could try two of each of these nine OG flavors that are always available. Not only are these Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy for you too. Mm. Each Built Bar, regardless of the flavors, have either 17 or 18 grams of protein, calorie list ranging from 130 to 180 calories per bar, and only four or five grams of sugar and four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing Ooh. flavors. They're all delicious, and they're good for you. Did mm-hmm. you also know that B- Built Bar was the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team? We're talking about Olympic medal winners. If it's good enough for them, it's probably a good enough protein bar for you. So go to mm-hmm. Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. Dot com. Big Dave, after our listeners get themselves a Built Bars, mm-hmm. where should they go to gamble on some sports that they might watch today? Well, see, Matt, you know, they, they're not sweaty anymore. You know, they're feeling good because of the Theragun. Their tummy's full because, you know, the Built Bars. It's only one more thing to do, and that's spend some of that cash money so you can make some money. You got to spend money to make money. And what is a cool way to do it? How about betting on your favorite sports team? And where can you do that at? Well, let me tell you right now. Bet online because it's that time of year y'all you know all eyes are turning to football and you know they're gonna be back on the gridiron baby so as always bet online is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season get all the updated odds the props the contests, including a half a million dollar nfl mega contest and the two hundred thousand dollar you heard what i said two hundred thousand dollar nfl survivor contest it's open now at bet online head to the website Use your mobile device, sign up, and guess what? You will receive your 100% welcome bonus. You heard what I said, 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. That means make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, on the season opener between the Super Bowl championship, the Buccaneers, and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wage will be refunded up to 20 five dollars that sounds awesome to me get on down there man bet online get your phones out use your promo code locked on to get these things popping for you because it's bet online your sports book experts boom boom with with that we shall move on to our inbox uh Ooh. by the way shoot us an email if you want to partake in mac uh, mailbag locked on bulls at gmail.com and that text and voicemail line three three one nine seven nine one three six nine big dave first email comes to us from mike's who says hey guys been listening since the beginning all the way from australia love the show especially with big dave your last couple of episodes have been epic the laughter kills me when you guys talk about players who have departed the team keep it going <laughs> glad you like it um mike says for what it's worth i think the bulls will be a 45 plus win team love the moves they've made so far People who are whining about the money dished out to DeMar and Lonzo, et cetera, are just souks. 
They'd complain about winning the lotto and the check taken two days to clear. FML. If for some reason it doesn't work, these contracts can be moved. Here's my question. How many wins do you guys think the Bulls will get? And what do you both consider would be a successful season? Regards, Mike. Thanks for checking Mm. in, Mike. Also, thanks for teaching me a new word. I don't know if you caught that word in there, Big Dave. That word was souks, which I looked up on the internet. And thankfully, Google told me that souks is Australian and New Zealand slang for someone who is timid, cowardly, or a crybaby. Wow. The actual word means female crab, but the slang is someone who is timid, cowardly, or a crybaby. So thank you for teaching us a new word, Mikes. Appreciate that. Good looking out. Thank you for that. Um, Now I got something to holler at Mark K about. When next time I talk to him, I'm I'm going (laughs) to drop that on him. And we'll see see what's happening with that. Um, I think the Bulls are going to be just a fun team to watch. And I can't wait to watch them, Matt. And we talked about it. At, at nauseam on here, how excited we are to watch this team this season. As far as their win totals are, are concerned, I would cap them at about a 48 if everything goes right, get, getting that 48 wins, maybe going 48 and 34. But if it's like low 40s, I think I'll be disappointed. Uh, I, I do have those kind of expectate, expectations for this team during the regular season. Playoffs is a different story. Uh, but during the regular season, I do expect them to sneak up and, like I said, smack some people in the back of the head and take their lunch money because they're not looking at the Bulls because um, they're going to be hungry to prove some things, especially guys like Zach, especially guys like Lonzo, uh, especially guys like Patrick Williams, uh, even DeMar and Vooch, those guys. And, and Io, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder. You know what Kobe White wants to prove, you know, how good he is in this league. So you got guys with a bunch of chips on their shoulders who want to come in here and prove something. But I, I I agree with you uh, as far as your excitement and what you feel about that. Um, and I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because <laughs> I'm okay with you thinking the Bulls are going to be on that kind of level, man. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, I think that there are a couple of factors that could lead to the Bulls being a team that reaches 45 wins. Sure. Well, okay, first things first. We're about to play an 82-game season, back to normal, yeah. instead of 72. So right. you got 10 more games to hit that 45-game, 45, uh, 45 right. win mark. Right. I also think if you go back and watch or recall a lot of the early season losses from last season, mm-hmm. the Bulls gave so many games away. I mean, you, me, and our guy John were there on, on Hot Mike watching every single game, doing outcasts. How many games did they give away in the fourth quarter? countless games that they should have won and that came back to haunt them as they were seeing their their playoff hopes disappear and they fell out of the uh, you know the play in picture i think this addition of talent and what that talent can do for the bulls odds of winning more close games late compared to last season yeah. is what could boost them up into that 45 to 50 range if a lot of other things go well because yeah. look I mean, just based on talent on paper, you replaced Wendell Carter Jr., Lowry Markkinen, and Kobe White in the starting lineup with Vooch, DeMar DeRozan, and Lonzo Ball. Wow. Like, <laughs> I never thought of it like that's that. That's <laughs> better. That's better. Oh, and wow. you think about what DeMar can do 
to take some of that late-game playmaking and shot-making pressure off of Zach Levine. Last season, our it's you know within a five-point game and under three minutes left plan was save us, please, Zach. And Zach was gassed at that point. Mm-hmm. But that's why you saw the bad shots or the turnovers because Zach had no help in those late-game scenarios. What do you think, Wendell Carter Jr. is going to take a game-winning shot? No. I think that those elements can lead this Bulls team to flirting with that 45 to 50 range. Again, you know, you, you got to stay healthy. There are a lot of, of other course, factors of that, that could get thrown in your way, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. COVID is still not gone. You might have to deal not with some gone, of that guys. this season. But what would I consider to be a successful season? If you end up in that 45 to 50 win range and like solidly make the playoffs. If you mm-hmm. avoid the play-in altogether and get at least that six seed, I would consider that a strong step in the right direction. A very strong step in the right direction, Matt. Like I said, low 40s is a disappointment to me. I, I expect 45 and up for, for this team. That's why I'm setting it at. So, yeah. Oh, Matt, I never thought of it like that. That, that visual you just put out there on my head. Those three they replaced with those three. I'm like, how about you? Yeah, like, like he's right. Like that's yeah, you're better. Like you sent you sent guys who are bench players to the bench. <laughs> like you, yeah, like you're better. Oh my god, like I don't know, I don't know why that blew my mind right there, but it did. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think of it like that. Like yeah, you, that's exactly what they did. Like wow, all right, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving along, our next email comes to us from. Uh, Arakusu, uh, or Alex, uh, as we called him uh, the other day, following up, he's the one who was suggesting trading DeMar DeRozan. And we and we were like, what the hell are you talking about? Yes, yes. Uh, so Hello, he's following Alex. up here saying, hey, guys, clarification. I didn't state my question clearly. I'm not saying trading DeRozan in the first season, but more like last year of the contract or halfway through the second season, if any opportunities arise. Okay. I still think you're thinking too far down the line. Way too we, far. We all, we all know that that's a possibility, that maybe right. they flipped DeRozan for a piece of fits better. I don't, I, we were just laughing and having a laugh, saying you don't need to think about that right now. Let's, let's, right now. let's get excited for what DeRozan can do for this team this season. And then just, yeah, just think about that later. Um, yeah. Alex continues, do you think the Bulls could have a season like the Al Horford-Kyle Korver-Hawks team a couple of years ago when they mm-hmm. had a stacked starting lineup. Because individually, I'd say the Bulls might be better firepower-wise than that Hawks team. Thanks uh, again for the good work. Thanks for following back up, Alex. And I don't know if this was his motivation for that question, but okay. it makes me think of something that I want to bring up to you, Big Dave. I don't know if you've had yeah. a chance to read it yet, but our friend Stefano, who does great work, uh, he used to cover the Bulls for The Athletic. These days, he has a stu- uh, Substack account writing about the Bulls in the NBA. You should absolutely yeah. go read his stuff. Absolutely. Uh, his, his Venmo account is at the bottom of every column he writes if you want to throw a few bucks his way, and it's certainly amazing NBA writing and analysis. Mm. He wrote something mm. recently about how DeRozan and the Bulls offense can work, and mm. he cited Budenholzer's Hawks, that one mm-hmm. amazing year that that Hawks team had, mm. along with the Donovan – Westbrook, Paul George, Mello season mm-hmm. in OKC of a model offense to use where it's not the, all right, we're all, everything is based around this one player. It's like a solar system and one player is the sun. 
like Luca or like Harden. No, it's a lot more free flowing of an offense, and you have a lot of you know potent pieces that have different strengths to their game offensively. And one play in particular, the Hawk play that Stefano breaks down in that column. I think that what DeRozan and Levine can do together, what DeRozan and Vooch can do in the pick and roll and the pick and pop together, there are so many opportunities and possibilities that, yes, I think that if Billy Donovan goes back to stealing some Budenholzer Hawks offense and goes back to some of that that three-star OKC Thunder team season, you're going to see a lot of that stuff with this Bulls lineup. Yeah, you know, let me let y'all behind the curtain for a second. Uh, when me when Matt was sending me sent me this clip of Stefano uh, before the show, we didn't have a discussion on what we were going to talk about and discuss in the article. What I pulled out of that article was exactly what Matt just talked about, <laughs> and I mean the exact thing that he just talked about is the thing I wrote down here to talk about with that part. That's how me and Matt do right here. I'm just letting y'all know. It's like that. That's exactly what I wrote here, Matt. I took that quote because that's what stood out to me. The teams he was comparing them to. Because he was, like you said, the 2010 Spurs, uh, the Bulls and Hosea Hawks, as our guy Alex just talked about, and that Thunder team. You know what all those teams have in common, Matt? They're in the playoffs. (laughs) You know what else all those teams have in common, Matt? They're high-seeded teams that went to the playoffs. Because the Thunder, I think, were four seed that year. They were all mm-hmm. high seeded teams that all went to the playoffs. Because you know the with, Hawks with, were like the number one seed with top ten offenses. With top ten offenses. Which, by the way, the Bulls' offense last year twenty first. Pukey, <laughs> or as Matt would say, poopy. <laughs> it's just disgusting. Yes, it's disgusting. But that's what I took from that is when you can start comparing, and I mean logically. And legitimately, with with stats and facts to back it up, start comparing this Bulls team to teams like that, that should get you excited as a Bulls fan. Because that's, again, Stephen No doesn't operate on hope. <laughs> he doesn't operate on dreams and rainbows and wishes. He operates on data, hard fact. So when he starts making those kind of comparisons, saying the Bulls remind him of these kind of teams, that's something some Bulls fans should honestly be excited about hearing. Because when I read it, that was the first thing I took, Matt, was, oh, my God, all these teams went to the playoffs. And I enjoyed watching them in the regular season. Like, they all had great regular seasons. Um, Like, you had a mellow, you know, Paul George, Russell Westbrook team. Like, that's a fun team to watch in a regular season. That Hawks team was a number one seed out of nowhere. Had, like, what, four or five All-Stars on that team. We all know about that Spurs dynasty. We all know what they did. I mean, come on. That shit, we don't even have to go into that. But just the fact you can make those comparisons with this Bulls team is exciting, right. and it makes sense. And with the the comparison of Horford or Stephen Adams with OKC saying running that same kind of offense, especially with that one play Hawk that, that Donovan yeah. loves, yeah, that version of Horford, the early 2010s Horford, middle 2010s Horford that played with Atlanta, had not built up his three point shot yet, so he right. was not a three point threat. Steven Adams, not a three-point threat. No. Both good screeners. But instead of them, you're talking about Vooch. Yes. So, yes, Vooch is a brick wall who will be able to set good screens. And like Horford and like Adams, will be able to roll to the rim, will be able to slip screens and head to the bucket. 
but will also be a pick and pop threat to add another fold to that play. And that play where DeRozan is the Westbrook, right? He's the Mm -hmm. ball handler. He's starting the play. And Mm -hmm. Zach Levine is the Paul George in that play where he gets to operate what? Off the ball and curl Mm -hmm. around drag screens, double drag screens, and pop open for what? A catch and shoot three. You know what's automatic? A Zach Levine catch and shoot three. Mm -hmm. There are you know so what else? many juicy elements to what this Bulls offense can be that people who are saying fit, 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 dude, watch, watch some play breakdowns on YouTube. Watch some play breakdowns from people who understand basketball at a higher level than you do mm. and, and educate yourself a little bit. I've mm. never claimed to be an expert when it comes to X's and O's with basketball. Mm. I know some plays. I know the general ideas of defenses and drop coverage and switches and this screen and that screen and this slip and that that pick and roll. I, mm-hmm. I know the fundamentals. A lot of people know more about that X's and O stuff than I do. So you know what I do? I read those people's analysis and I watch mm-hmm. their breakdowns on YouTube. And mm-hmm. the people whose basketball knowledge I trust more than mine have all said similar things to what Stefano said in that piece, which is this Bulls offense is going to be really, really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be so much fun to look at, Matt. And not even one more element of that. When they run that pick and roll, you can and they run it with anybody on there, everybody's a threat for a pick and pop. <laughs> everybody on that start is a threat. Patrick Williams is a threat for a pick and pop. Did you not see him shooting 40% from 3 <laughs> in the summer league? Second team, second team also summer league. Yo, shout out to him for that. That was shout awesome. Out to you, but everybody's a super threat. And I think that's a great point you just made about Vooch, man. Like, that's an element that was not involved in when those teams were good. And again, guys, those teams were good. <laughs> those years, they were good basketball teams. So, yeah, it's okay to be happy, Bulls fans. It's okay. It's all right. You got Steve, you got Stephen No telling you it's okay. Then it's okay. Trust me. Boom. Go read that piece and and throw a couple bucks Stephen No's way on his Substack right. account because he's great. Um, no, he also he also had some great DM exchanges with me a couple seasons ago when we were doing Outsiders and something mm-hmm. about Jim Boylan came up and he told me a great Jim Boylan story that was hilarious where Jim Boylan oh. got mad about something that he wrote and then claimed to have never writ- read anything <laughs> that Stephen No wrote. Just classics. The man is. Uh, one day we're going to have a Jim Boylan uh, storytelling time. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> one day, because, man, ready. God, my God. All right, let's take my some God. text real quick before we get out of here. Uh, Eric from Richmond says, this rebuilding by Acme should be called the reverse the process. Philly stockpiling picks while Acme sent them all away. I mm. don't know if you're being snarky and are not in favor of the Bulls sending I don't either. picks away. I don't either. Uh, reverse the process as opposed to trust the process. Fine, whatever. Um, Although, all that makes me think of is the fact that Daryl Morey liked that Velveeta tweet that said, trust the process the other day. He did. He liked it. Yes, he did. Liked it. Followed it. He liked it. He enjoyed it. Super mega millionaire Daryl Morey is doing that stuff with processed cheese. It's awesome. Shout out to Velveeta. He even (laughs) slid into Velveeta's DMs. Slid, baby. Safe. Slid on a slip and slide liquid cheese, baby. Yes, sir, man. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's a visual for you right there, kids. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, yeah, a, I don't. A, I don't know. 
This is a funny text from the 919 who said Marco already has more poster dunks in his summer league career than Lowry did in his entire Bulls career. Wow. Oh, are we picking on Lowry for his dunkings and stuff like that? Well, you can also dunk some of your stuff right in there. (laughs) Dunk it right into your Lowry marketing sauce right there. Look at him on that picture. Don't he look ferocious like he wanted to really do something and then he just didn't do any of it? That's what's upsetting about it. Like, yeah, that's what's upsetting. I, still I got have, two of these. I still have my bottle that you gave me, Big Dave. And yeah. I was like, maybe I'll keep it as a memento. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, ah, this. <laughs> you don't even want to hold on to it. What do I do with this? What do I do with this? How can I get rid of this? <laughs> I still oh. got the ranch in my fridge. I have ranch and it's in, it's in my fridge. And it's been, and of course, it's not edible anymore because it's been for about a couple of years, but it's sitting there. It's sitting there like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. What you going to do? What you going to do when he comes for you? Larry, Larry. All right, let's wrap up with one last text. Uh, Alex from the 847 says, hey, guys, love the pod. Wanted to reach out with a question. After years of trying, I finally got my wife to start watching Bulls games with me this past season. After several games, she decided that Thad was her favorite player. Uh-oh. So needless to say, she's pretty disappointed when I broke the news of the trade to her. Uh. She said she likes Thad because he's smart and hardworking, True. not to mention productive. Too many near True. misses from that first career triple-double last year. Anyway, the question is, who do you think will or should fill Thad's shoes as my wife's new favorite player on the team next year? Ooh. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work with the pod. Going to go grab me a morning built bar now. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Another one, another one, (laughs) another one, another one. (laughs) Um, Condolences to your wife on the loss of her favorite player, Thad Young, the untradeable Thadjic, the young Johnson. How dare Um, they? (laughs) I think there are the, 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 the great part about answering this question, Dave, there are so many awesome fun candidates for who's our, who should be your favorite Bulls player this season. That's a good point. This roster's, really this roster looks really fun it does it looks a lot of fun now just judging uh if she's if she likes how he played because you know he had an all-around game uh was going on both sides of the floor uh you know scoring facilitating she right very tough and you know workmanlike you know went about his just daily business i'm patrick williams is somebody you should definitely look at i think uh patrick williams has that belief but i'm gonna think that you're gonna fall in love with uh Caruso. Yeah, that's I think Caruso the right is gonna be the one. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's the one that you're gonna love. <laughs> if those were the reasons you described why you love Thad Young. Smart mm-hmm. player, works hard. Yeah. A- Alex yeah. Caruso is the new Thad Young. And that's yeah. a really that's a really weird sentence to say out loud, <laughs> but it's but I think it's true. Yeah, Alex I was Caruso just going by position that guy for this team. Yeah. And look. By and large, I hate Lakers fans. I like they're they're not as bad as Philadelphia Eagles fans, but they're insufferable. Okay, <laughs> they all love Alex Caruso. They like, do love him. They do you do. remember Big Dave? At as we were nearing the All Star break last year, and nearing and watching the fan vote for All Star voting roll in, mm-hmm. Alex Caruso was top ten among <laughs> fan votes. For the all-star team. That's how much Lakers fans love that dude. 
They love him. And they're not happy he's gone. I spoke to a Lakers fan about it. He was quite, he was not happy about it. <laughs> he was not happy about Caruso being gone. But he was like, but you know, we re-upped, you know, we got some players. I was like, yeah, but are you mad he's gone? Hell yeah, I'm mad he's gone. <laughs> like, I'm glad Caruso. He wanted him there. So he he is he Bulls fans are gonna love him. Like they honestly are going to love him. that first dunk that that he has, or that first dive on the floor, getting that floor burn because he's trying to get that ball from flying out of bounds. The first time he goes crashing into the fans on the front row because he's trying to save a ball from going out of bounds. I mean, the first, the headbands are gonna be in full effect. His oh. jersey sales are gonna go up. Like he's about to be the man. I hope he's ready for this. I, you know, what I can already picture is like some crazy kid at the United Center. Yep. Who's like, you know, me 25 years ago, who comes in with a headband and like has convinced his parents, like, I want to yes. shave my head. Yes. I want to be bald <laughs> yes. and yes. I want to rock a headband. Yes. And he's got a Caruso jersey on or a Caruso jersey on. Yes. And there are just going to be there's just going to be hordes of little baby mini Caruso's that are like yep. young bulls fans. who are like, this is my guy. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Right. At, man, it's going to be a lot of, I, I can see a row of them, like four of those kids all looking the same, all ball headed, all with headbands, all with his jerseys on trying to touch his hand when he's walking through the tunnel. Like right. I expect to see that. I do. I expect to see, he's going to be beloved, man. He's going to be beloved. So get ready, the Alex. O- it's coming. The only question is whether or not I will feel motivated to do that at some point next season. Ooh. Just, just shake Ooh. my head and rock a headband. Oh, see, not kid. Be a good look for me. That would not no, be a kid good look Matt, for me. Kid Matt would, would, wouldn't be able to do it because he had Mama Peck, you know, but now grown man Matt. Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> no, I would I would just get a text from my mom that said, What the hell are you doing? <laughs> you look ridiculous. It's my life, Mom. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, and then Susie finishes. I think I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately regret this decision. I decision. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Let's leave it there. Thank you, everybody, for texting and emailing in. Uh, I I do know we have a lot of new voicemails yet again in our inbox. We've done two voicemail episodes in the last week or so, and, like, we we just can't keep up with them. So bear with us, you know, maybe at the end of the week or maybe early next week we'll get to some some voicemails. Gotcha. Conquer as many of of those as we can. In the meantime, Mm -hmm. keep hitting us up, 331-979-1369, or email us, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Subscribe to this YouTube channel if you aren't already. What are you doing if you aren't subscribed to Locked On Bulls on YouTube? That's Dave. I'm Matt. See Red. Be good. Peace out. Uh, I was drowning. I was yelling, help, help. The lifeguard ran over. So I'm like, buddy, keep it down. Keep it down. I don't get no respect from anyone.